Everybody, welcome to another new episode of Beyond the Album Cover, where we take a look at an album, explaining its importance within the music industry while examining its artwork on the cover. So thank you for tuning in, and if you guys want to listen to this episode along with other archival episodes, stay tuned to the end of the show while I give you those links. And the album we're going to take a look at today is a classic album within the world of hip-hop, especially Southern hip-hop, because before this group, Southern rap was pretty much primarily only really popping in Tennessee, thanks to 8-Ball and MJG, and down in Houston, Texas with Jay Prince of Rap-A-Lot Records, Little Boys. But this group out of Atlanta, Georgia, set the scene for what was to come from that region and years later, decades later to be exact, still running things within the music business. I'm talking about... Andre 3000 and Big Boy, collectively known as Outkast, and their 1994 debut album, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music. Now, if we take a look at the album cover, it is a unique look for what hip-hop was going through at the time. 94, hip-hop was still very much West Coast dominated thanks to the success of Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and all the other acts that came out of the West Coast. So really... When Outkast's album first came out, everybody was looking at it kind of like, what is this? Because, once again, rap sounded a certain way, and the South, the production on that album, had their own unique twang, their own unique style and sound. Majority of the production on Outkast's debut was handled by Organized Noise, which consisted of Rico Wade, Ray Murray, and Sleepy Brown. Now, if you know all about Atlanta music, these three guys have been featured on pretty much everybody's album that came out of Atlanta from the mid-90s to early 2000s. And they're still doing their thing in the industry today. So go check out their documentary on Netflix, The Art of Organized Noise. But back to Outkast. They had a, a strong statement, and Andre 3000 infamously said at the 1995 Source Awards that the South had something to say. And that album set the stage for what was to later come from them in their careers. So, Players Ball was the lead-off single off of Seven Playlistic. And actually, it was originally featured on a LaFace Christmas album. So what happened was Andre Reed, L.A. Reed, told Outkast, we need a song for this Christmas album. And Outkast is like, hey, we're not going to do a cheerful Christmas record. Let's make it a rap Christmas style record and let's put some Curtis Mayfield Superfly stuff on the production. And you had Sleepy Brown, who did the vocals on the track. And thanks to... The success of the Players Ball single, it actually led to Southern Playlistic Cadillac music getting worked on and getting rushed out. And I didn't know this until the Organized Noise documentary that Diddy directed the Players Ball video. And the one thing I appreciated about the video that Diddy did was he didn't try to micromanage and put his New York staple on the video, he wanted to let Outkast be them. By them being from Georgia, he wanted to the video to reflect their environment of how they lived, how they talked, 
and how they dressed. Because Andre 3000 said in the documentary that he wanted to wear Timberlands because he was all big on dressing like New York. But I believe Diddy and some other people around the set was telling him, no, represent where you're from. You're from Georgia. So therefore, put on the Atlanta Braves jersey. And that was all she wrote. And then the album in itself, after Players Ball, didn't really have any other commercial singles. It was pretty much a big album within the Southern region. But it helped set the stage for their later albums, such as AT Aliens and their first big commercial success, Equimini, which had the hit single Rosa Parks. And then that in turn led to Stankonia, which really catapulted them into the commercial atmosphere with Bombs Over Bad Dad and Miss Jackson. And then they won Grammy of the Year for Album of the Year for their double album, Speaker Box, The Love Below. Well, as of right now, Andre 3000 is still doing his thing, mainly in New York, just keeping a low profile. Surprising us with projects every now and again, while Big Boy still putting out music and he has other business businesses in which he's invested his money in. He has a trailer company based out of Atlanta that rents trailers out to actors and directors if they're doing filming within Atlanta. He has his own kennels, which they breed dogs. So it's all about just taking what it is that you've been able to do and be able to multiply it by having different revenue streams as far as making money since you can no longer rely on albums and touring for your money. But Outkast, that album gave rise to the South as a force to be reckoned with in the hip-hop scene and paved the way for other rappers to come out of Atlanta, such as Giddy Mob, Ludacris, T.I., Bone Crusher, and the list goes on and on. So we just wanted to highlight that album and explain its importance within the music industry. So thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Beyond the Album Cover. So if you want to take a look at this episode along with other archival shows, you can go to Anchor, Breaker, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Google Podcasts to listen to all of the shows. Now, next week, we are going to take a look at an R&B album that, to me, is one of the best R&B albums of all time. And this person stood for something when, at the time, it wasn't socially and musically acceptable. We're going to look at Marvin Gaye's classic album, What's Going On. So until next week, this is J-Mace. Keep those 33s and 45s spinning, and I'll see you again. Peace.